0: This is the Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John. In verse 12, we have a clear and simple explanation of how one becomes a child of God. It's not through works, It's not through your church attendance, but by simply receiving Christ the Messiah. Yet within that context is a mosaic of connotations. Because to receive Him, to believe on His name, well, that has manifestations. It has accountability. A real effect upon the way we live our lives, the way we think about and act concerning ourselves, as well as the world around us. To believe in Christ... Well, it changes everything. Each of us, however, must personally and individually reach out and take this precious gift of God. And no gift is truly ours until we actually receive it. This rebirth is more than just an idea. It is the gift of God embraced. Verse 13 says, "...who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So those who receive this gift of life are, according to scripture, reborn. The phrase, not of blood here, tells us that one is not a child of God because their parents were or because some previous generation, you know, well, my granddad was or my grandma was or whatever. Furthermore, one is not a Christian because they live in America. No one in any way, inherits salvation in any way, shape, or form, and certainly doesn't inherit the new life he longs to give us. Not by, quote, the will of the flesh, end quote. That goes on to tell us that no one is a Christian because they're strong enough or tough enough, nor will they ever stand before the Father vindicated by their own doings. And then, not by the will of man, quote-unquote, says that no one can force you to be a Christian. No one can manipulate salvation to make it more palatable. Nor can someone act on your behalf before God. So, how do we receive this salvation? Quote, but of God, end quote. No religious act or effort or piety will make you right before God. You must be born again, or you will not see the kingdom of God. John 3.3 3. Verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and lived among us. We saw His glory, such glory as the only born Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. God's words... His will, His instructions, His call to us became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. He lived here among us and we mankind saw Him. We witnessed His his existence. We witnessed His power. We saw the man and we certainly experienced the deity. We embraced the embodiment of grace and truth in a world of hate and bitterness and lies. You see, Jesus did not simply mysteriously appear. He was more than just an apparition. He came and he lived here in a world with all of its shortcomings and all of its imperfections, all of its sickness and death, its pleasure-seeking, its blight of self-centered humanity. He lived here so that, well, he might be both an example as well as a sacrifice of holiness. He lived both grace and truth. Many love his grace, but still reject his truth. We want his patient mercy when we fall short of his perfect standard, yet when he deals with us in truth, in the unmovable facts of who we are and what God is calling us to be and to do, well, how often we just plug our spiritual ears. Those who have departed this fellowship always have done so with troubled hearts and They inevitably do so loving the concept of God's grace. But the problem is that, in turn, they refuse His truth. I mean, there will always be those who will want to reinvent the faith and make it one of nice feelings and unconditional acceptance. You know, a pat on the head, a smile, a wink, and a nod. A church with a good emotional vibe. But gang, that's not biblical faith, nor is it the nature of Christ. Jesus died upon is the expression of both God's love and his demands it is the cross that we as disciples are to pick up and carry and with it to follow him verse 15 says John testified about him he cried out saying this was he of whom I said he who comes after me has surpassed me for he was before me from his fullness we all received grace upon grace For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. And no one has seen God at any time. The only born Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, has declared Him. Now, John the Baptist, in human terms anyway, was actually older than Jesus by, say, roughly six months. Yet he's speaking in spiritual and heavenly terms here acknowledges that Jesus was, quote, before him, end quote. John was both confessing the preeminence of Christ and the hierarchy of the greater church and his kingdom, as well as placing Jesus, well, in the whole of time eternal, present in the Godhead from creation. In that eternal time frame, John confesses the fullness of the blessings given by this Jesus. John uses the phrase, grace upon grace. Meaning, blessing upon blessing. Not just God's general care and the breath of life, but blessing above and beyond this world. Pressing us into the realm of God's kingdom on earth. Wonders that remind us daily of the presence of the one who is before us. Such a life, spring forth, is not found in the rules and constraints of the law. No, it's found in grace, and it is found in truth. And one of these elements alone will not suffice. It, certainly, it's regularly attempted by many folks. But only together will it work. Together, they cannot fail. They are, they are a combination, if you will, that is found in healthy, vibrant churches. The rules, or for us this morning, the law, came down from God through Moses. But Jesus, well, he's the living words of God. He came to reveal this grace and truth, this delivery system that had to come to us as God in human form, came to show us how it is to be done, not just what it is. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. And then chapter 3, verse 4 through 7 of Titus says, But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love towards mankind appeared, not by works or righteousness, which He did ourselves, which we did ourselves, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior that being justified by his grace, we might be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now there are those who want to claim that Jesus was and is just one of many great messiahs. So they lump him together into the company of Buddha and Gandhi and Muhammad. But John clarifies that Jesus is the only son of God. That he is the only one who has seen God. That he comes from and is held in the very heart of the Creator. The Creator had declared him. Declared him from the beginning of time. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.